Hello, hello, and welcome to Moms vs. Aunts, another weekly happy hour with your favorite mom and your favorite auntie. I am Kiki. You might know me as the talk of shame. And I'm Vanessa Contab, the hostess next door. And we are here just to talk about, you know, everything that's happening in our lives, in your <laughs> lives. And we are going to do it over some cocktails, also while trying to uh, tell you how to make a little bit of money and sharing some <laughs> funny stories. You know, Father's Day is coming up. And, you know, as a single mom like Vanessa and an auntie like me, who sometimes I guess fills in is like this, like <laughs> dad, it's always uh, interesting to, uh, you know, as Father's Day approaches. So we want to talk about, you know, some of our favorite dad stories and some of our favorite stories sort of acting as dads. Um, we also, of course, want to bring you our cocktail, um, our happy hour cocktail that Vanessa has, you know rustled up in the kitchen. And we also have a hustle of the week. As usual, we got to show you how to make some of that side money. You know, all you need, I think it's seven, six or seven streams of revenue to become a millionaire. That's, that's our goal. So we want to <laughs> help you with those additional streams of revenue. And of course, we always have the cool down bringing you a fun story to share. So uh, before we get into it, we got to get our, uh, our palates cleansed with a nice cocktail. What do you got for us, Vanessa? Okay, so so June 14th, which is the day this episode is going to drop, is actually National Bourbon Day. And it was super easy for me to, I knew exactly what drink I was going to come up with when it was bourbon. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's called the Boulevardier. Ooh. It also just the name Boulevardier. Like it doesn't it just sound like a sexy drink and Oh yeah. And it's totally different than anything that we've made in the first 5 episodes, right? We've done a lot of summery, girly, like refreshing or, you know, lots of fresh citrus and all that sort of stuff. This is not that. So the Boulevardier kind of became popular recently because the Negroni became popular in recent years, and it is widely referred to as Negroni's cousin. So, mm. right? So it is a boozy ass cocktail, and you drink it. Which so, I love. Yes, it is so good. So you drink it up, and I'll give. let me give you guys the recipe first up. So it's one and a half ounces of bourbon. Remember, we're celebrating National Bourbon Day. It's one ounce of Campari and one ounce of sweet vermouth. You're going to shake all of that in a cocktail shaker. Actually, the best way to do it is to stir it. <laughs> you know, when they say shaken, not stirred, or stirred, not shaken. The best thing to do is actually to put it in a mixing glass and then use like, you could even use like a knife if you don't have one of those bar spoons. Put the, put the ice in the glass as well. Stir it for like 20 seconds and then strain it into a chilled coupe glass or martini glass. And the reason you don't want to shake it is because it'll get watered down. Um, the ice starts to break down and gets a little bit watery and you want to keep it boozy. Um, and then the garnish for this is either a Luxardo cherry. I think I've talked mm. about that e enough. I won't do that again to you guys today. <laughs> a Luxardo cherry um, or orange peel. Um, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And you cannot have like 12 of these. You can have about, I, they always say two is perfect and three is too many. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like it's just Booze, booze, and more booze. I didn't really hear. I mean, Campari, bourbon, and vermouth. All of those are basically some version of booze, right? Yep. 
totes. <laughs> well, then that's I love that. that I love everything about it. Um, and if you want, you know, I love I, I love giving y'all all the info. So this drink was created pre-prohibition. Um, there was a bartender who worked at the Plaza Hotel. I'll go really fast. He worked at the Plaza Hotel in New York. He leaves like right before prohibition happens and he heads across the pond. He, he ends up working at Ciro's in London. Then he makes his way to France and he lands in Paris where he opens up his own bar called Harry's New York. The guy's name was Harry McKellen. And so he ends up opening like an American bar, but in Paris called Harry's. And it was very popular. And there was this writer who used to come in all the time named Erskine Gwynn. And anyways, he started making him this drink. And so it became really popular. And people saw it first appear in 1927 um, in a book that if you are a bartender or a mixologist or whatever, everyone in that world knows, um, which was printed in 1927. It's a guidebook for bartenders and it's called Bar flies and cocktails and that's the first time that this drink appeared but it became really popular recently in like you know the last couple years because it's so similar to a negroni um, which has the same ingredients except you swap the bourbon out for gin all right oh interesting yeah. i love everything about that and mm-hmm. like what a cool life like who gets to just sort of like pick up i mean that's like a dream pick up mm-hmm. move to london open a really cool dive bar yeah well I'm it was so that. timely because like he and he left right before prohibition and so you know by the time he was over there all the bartenders back in the states were like out of work so it was a really smooth move on his part i wonder if harry's is still like like open in Paris. Well, that's what I was trying to actually remember because I did, go, I felt like I went to a place called Harry's when I was there, but now I have to look back in my camera roll because maybe it was just something called Harry's because I, I mean, like if I it is, somewhere. it's been open for a hundred years, which would be, which is pretty normal in London, right? It's like there, that's like their thing. Like it, yeah, in, the in Paris, but yeah, totally. Oh, Paris. Yeah. In Paris too. Like that's like their yeah. thing for sure. Okay. So maybe I didn't go in Paris. I only, I got, I spent one day in Paris on a layover. So I definitely probably did not go there. I, um, I do remember that. <laughs> well, that guy sounds really cool. And yeah. speaking of cool guys, I know we, you know, you and I always talk about our dads because like we think we have the coolest. I mean, we do. We have the coolest dads. But, you know, it's so funny. You know, I watch, as you know, a lot of reality TV and seeing a lot of just how um, relationships and people who break up has, you know, gets played out in the media is really wild, you know? Um, And especially when they have children, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was scrolling through the other day and, you know, I follow Zoe Kravitz and every time I follow her, I just like love everything about her and love everything about their family. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like Lenny Kravitz is their dad. Lisa Bonet is her mom. And now, you know, Lisa is with Jason Momoa, who is, you know, the most beautiful man alive. She's follow, how do you follow up Lenny with Jason Momoa? It's just like you, she cannot lose. I, she's my idol. Lisa Bonet, I just. She's goals. Yes. She's goals in every sense of the word. Um, but when you see their family unit, you know, Zoe has a really great relationship with Jason. I mean, Lenny has a really great relationship with I Jason. Know. You know, they all have this really great co-parenting situation going on. And I love it. But then, you know, we don't really get to hear a lot about the good stories, right? Like Mm -hmm. what we hear a lot about 
are the Angelina and Brad, mm-hmm. the, you know, Courtney Kardashian, you know, Scott Disick, Travis Barker, mm-hmm. you know, that whole situation. Like mm-hmm. we hear more about that. And, you know, it's always, you know, interesting to me, you know, with, you know, Father's Day approaching, like, how do you navigate this sort of co-parenting world? Mm-hmm. And especially like, you know, you as a single mom, you know, their dad is in their life, but like mm-hmm. Father's Day, like, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you feel like I'm, I'm there like 90% of the time. Like right. I feel like I should get 90% of that holiday. Too, totally, right? totally, totally. It's like, you know, it's totally, it's weird too, because I, I was raised in a two parent household. So I, you know, I, I, obviously I didn't set out to be a single mom. And yeah. so, you know, there's times where, you know, I'll feel a little bit like, man, dang, like, you know, this is just something I remember fondly. My dad would have been here for this or, and my dad's a trip, you know, he's like just a funny fun loving kind of guy and you know interestingly enough he's he's very nice to everybody including my child's father has got a great relationship with with them and so it's been interesting because I feel like I still kind of lean on the granddads like both sides you know they kind of have filled in a very paternal role in addition to their dad but but I also, I refer to all, like my auntie village, you know, I like call you guys my co-parents. I'm always like, my girls are my real co-parents because like, I mean, I was just looking at photos the other day of you and Christian when he was like two and three years old and we were traveling together with the, just <laughs> me and you on a Delta flight in a three row with him sitting between us like he's our kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I try to just look at what what we do have and not what he's like missing out on. I don't think he feels like he's missing out on anything. But um, but I do feel like I wish that there were more images in the media of like stepdads doing stuff. Because like when you do see co-parenting, or you do see step parents, you always see like some girl who's doing a fantastic job of helping raise her man's kid. You know, you look at like Kevin Hart's wife or Dwayne Wade and Gabby Union. And it's like, yeah, because this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I, I love my stepson. Like he is the first person to call me on Mother's Day. I don't even call him my stepson. It's just for the point of this podcast I never refer to him as my stepson like in in public or anything like that's my guy and I don't want him to feel like that he's like my bonus son but like it's always you know some woman who has gone and like completely extended herself to be a really good parent and you know they might have other kids together but you don't see it as much that's why that Jason Momoa like you're just like man that's so amazing you know and i think that as a single mom and you you want to you want to find love again and stuff but you're like you always feel a sort of way like is someone gonna really want to come in and like play this role for my children it it feels like it's more far and few between that a guy is going to come and want to be with a woman who has small children, who's, who's single, but you know, who wants somebody in her life like that. So when I talk to my other girlfriends who are in the same situation, a lot of them are more interested in almost compartmentalizing. They just don't even believe that that's real. So they're, 
A, looking for a relationship, but something that's over to the side and not one where they feel like they can really bring that person into the family unit. And that makes me sad. Yeah, that is really sad. I mean, you know, because you see it. Yeah, I mean, we don't see it a lot. You know, when I think about, you know, lately, you know, we've seen Tom Brady and uh, Bridget Moynihan, you know, they were together right before he got together with Giselle Bündchen. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, you know, they broke up, you know, December, him and Giselle got together like January (laughs) and then Bridget found out she was pregnant like April. So it was like they had just started this relationship. So I remember in the beginning, it was obviously pretty contentious. I mean, I don't know if you remember this. I mean, remember when Bridget had her son and she named him John Edward Thomas Moynihan and, and the media was like, you named him Jet, which, you know, the Jets were the <laughs> Patriots sort of, you know, football rivalry. But, you know, of course, that was never confirmed, but it was just interesting. So obviously, but in the beginning, there was obviously some tension. But now, you know, you see Bridget and Giselle, you know, out on the soccer field together, you know, and all of that. So it is few and far between. But yeah, I mean, it can be hard. And you brought up like an interesting point, this idea of like, you know, I never set out to be a single mom. Obviously, that's not what people set out to do. But I was watching Shaws of Sunset, which is on Bravo. And Gigi, who's one of the the, the, the characters, she decided she really wanted a child. So mm-hmm. she decided to, you know, use uh, what a sperm donor, sperm donor basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, she was in her last uh, the episode, she was just talking about, you know, and she had a son and mm-hmm. just saying how she feels a bit guilty of, you know, just like, I really wanted this child, but yet I knew this child, you know, wasn't going to have, you know, a father. But like, again, like you said, you know, she has this village that's mm-hmm. raising. So it's you, you treat them the same. Like, she's like, I don't feel like he's going right. to lose out on anything because I'm still going to provide, you know, she has her father and, you know, she has all of these other aunties and uncles and gunkles and everything else. Right. Yeah, totally. You, I mean, you, you never want to like accentuate what's not there. You want to always focus and come from a place of gratitude and how much love and what is there. But you definitely, especially I feel like raising, there's a case to be made for raising girls and there's a case to be made for raising boys where you just want that positive energy and and just reinforcement and encouragement around and guys parent totally different like I always laugh that like guys don't care about the details like like you know you'll see a man on a subway platform like he's gonna make sure the kids don't get too close to like the yellow line and you know way too close to the tracks but the kid also like his shoes are untied and you know he's (laughs) he's like his hair's not done he's just like you know he's alive like he's alive you know, what I mean, guys don't get into all that like little nitty gritty stuff, but like the, the kids are, they're fine. They're fine. They're alive. It's fine. Their parenting style is just like totally different than are you, dad. Your dad is the guy who fucking let you sit in the front seat when you weren't supposed to let, let you <laughs> let you sit on his lap and drive the car. You know True. what I'm saying? Like dads do all that crazy shit that like moms will never do. But I feel like you need that too. Like you need both of those things. Like, and so as long well, as. Well, I feel like that's where crazy auntie fits in because that's also <laughs> something I would do. And we would just never tell you. <laughs> no, because they would be like, mommy, auntie, let me drive. <laughs> 
snitch on themselves. But yeah, like totally, you know, you want to have kind of like the the wild and crazy. And, you know, you also I don't know, um, there's something to be said for for both sides of it is what I, I'm saying. I remember when my dad, you know, my mom had to work or something. So my dad had to take me to the hairdresser. And obviously, like, that is not like, you know, a dad thing. And I think I was even going to a place that I didn't normally go. And the woman, like, chopped off so much of my hair. And I remember I got home and my mom was just like... You know, oh, and my, my dad, God. you know, again, he hadn't been to the hairdresser. What did, what did he know? Like, you know, it was just like, a, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Every I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure this isn't like a race thing, but I swear every little black girl has a story about her hair and her dad. Like it was if it's not if it's not him, like totally disregarding that it needed to be done, which definitely happened to me. My mom had to work and she had a, a, a appointment set up for photos sitting and um i i will i will publish these on my insta stories but the pictures that came back from when he took me and my brother to get our pictures taken um are amazing because again we couldn't be more disheveled um (laughs) and then when i got older because i think she screamed on him for that time uh she went on a business trip and so he had to do my hair because i was going to school but i've just never like, why was he braiding my hair so... T- he was braiding my hair, like, like I think people who go camping, like, like tie those things to make sure that they don't, like, <laughs> fall off of a mountain or something. I mean, I was like, it is so tight, Daddy. It's so tight. It hurts so bad. And, I, like, it's not... I don't know what he was afraid of. Like, it was going to come loose during the day or something. But it hurt, and it was so tight. It was so, so, so tight. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and you seem like one of the tender headed kids. Oh, so I'm sure yeah. it was even. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. You know, you know, I can't, no, I can't fight. Um, so no, he, it was way too tight, but yeah, there's a mil- I love listening to a story of a black girl whose daddy tried to do her hair. Cause it, yeah. it's never a good, a good idea. <laughs> it never went, it never went well. I loved, uh, there was a TikTok. uh, it was a Damon Wayans. It was actually his granddaughter, but you know, love the Wayans family. They're just also again, we talked about this before. Just such a good looking family. But it was just like so funny because, you know, Damon's bald. And she was just sitting there um pretending to like braid his hair with like a little comb and like mm-hmm. put it up. It was just really super cute. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> I remember this is like my favorite Father's Day from when I was a little girl. Um, they used to do this thing at our elementary school where like for holidays, like, like Christmas or Mother's Day or Father's Day, they would, you could, your parents would like write a check and send it to the school and it would be like $20. And then I guess they hired some outside company that would come in and create like a shopping experience. Cause like, you can't go buy stuff for your parents cause you're in third grade. So like, but you want to buy them a present. That's not just, you drew them a card. So you would have your money you could spend and then they would have gifts. And First of all, A, why was this one of the uh, items available? But B, I picked it because I thought it was hilarious. So it was a t-shirt and the front of it, I'm like eight, the front of it said, it used to be wine, women, and song. And then on the back of it, it said, now it's beer, wait, now it's, wait, what? Now it's the old lady, 
beer and TV or something like that. Yeah. And I don't know why I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> why, how did you even know? Like, it seems kind of like an like, older joke. Like. Yeah. Like, it's just, first of all, it's way too grown up of a joke. Um, I don't know why of all the things they had, like, they had, like, you know, like, army knives that doubled as like wine openers that doubled as like you could do like all kinds you know those those utility things you could get those they had so many things and i wanted that shirt and um but i got you know my dad still has that shirt (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it well dads will keep anything like yeah my dad i think has every gift i've ever given him probably for every christmas for every father's day i mean we were getting these guys like koozies and like yeah, I mean, pretty much like I, the only thing I knew my dad liked was, you know, his football team, his hockey team, and Budweiser. And so I would get one of those. And I normally would just default to Budweiser because to me it was the most fun. They had the most fun things to get. Um, so uh, yeah, every, you know, Budweiser t-shirt, every Budweiser frame, every, yeah, just all of it. But I remember meeting your dad and we were in college and you were still buying him Budweiser related gifts. I mean, it's it, it, it stuck deep. Let me tell you, let me tell you how deep it stuck. The first time I went to a bar and I was way underage, I was not of age. Um, and all I had known was like, you know, ordering, you know, at bars through movies and in the movies in the 80s, when people went up. You know, you go up to the bar. So he was like, I get up to the bar and he's like, you know, what do you want to drink? And I was like, I'll take a beer. Because <laughs> that's what they did in like 80s movies was just like, I'll take a beer. And then, you know, a beer came out and the bartender just looked at me. At that point, he should have been like, get out. You're clearly underage. He looked at me and he's like, and what kind of beer? And I was like, all I knew was Budweiser. So I was like, Budweiser. And so that's how thing. deep it sucked. It's like the only beer I knew. <laughs> Not even a Bud. I'll have a Budweiser, sir. <laughs> I can't. Oh, man. Oh, man. I have so many dad stories, as do you. But I, I always think, like, I will, I'll definitely, like, teach my kids, like, um, you know, some of the things my dad taught me. Like, you know, my dad was always, he never wanted me to be, like, the kind of girl who was just, like, oh my God, I don't know how to do anything. So, you know, they were very much like, God bless the child that has his own. So, you know, um, my dad taught me how to change a tire. He didn't want me on the side of the road, like, you know, getting snatched up because I didn't know how to, like, he taught me how to drive. He taught me how to, you know. Stick shift. Yeah, I learned stick shift from Mm -hmm. my dad. Like all those things that, you know, you kind of, I feel like, how to check my oil. Yeah. yeah, like dad stuff. So I don't know. I feel like I'll probably end up doing those those things. So You also, yeah, I mean, you are the grilling queen. I mean, and maybe you learn that on your own, but nope. I also know your dad, dad is like an amazing grill master. Yep. So like even to this day, like you just, I'm like, you just know how to like <laughs> grill and put together the charcoals and use the electric charger and all the things that just make <laughs> summer grilling like... The best. Yeah, learn that from my dad. Learn that from my dad. Shout outs. I have an article on mash.com that's all about grilling. You get all of my tips if you want to just, I'm just plugging my, my other things that I do. 
So you You'll can add, You should add that. Re-add yeah. it to it's summertime. You got to re-add it to your stories. I know. On and the also, I, I forgot. We have to let the listeners know that we've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys that you try to like pause and go back and pause and go back because we give you so much information um, throughout our podcast. So starting with this one, <laughs> starting with episode six, we <laughs> will... We just, we figured it out. We are going to, we're going to include links to some of the stuff we talk about on the show, particularly in some of the other segments like the hustle or wherever, where we're, we're giving you guys like little nuggets of information. So you can listen, you can be in your car. You don't have to worry about writing it down or where, when we talked about it, we will include it in the show notes. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll include that, that grilling tip article in the show notes. Love it. Love it. What other, I mean, like what other things have you taught? I'm trying to think what other, I mean, great advice I've gotten from my dad over the years. I mean, normally it's just really like my dad is very straightforward. It's usually just something that it's like, yeah. Did your, did your dad, did your dad give you advice about guys or dating? No, that I, I, no, I did. I was always, (laughs) I was such, I was such a daddy's girl that I was just like, I was always innocent and I was always wanting to be innocent. I still innocent. I'm innocent to this day. Oh my God. And <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the times when I disappointed my dad were just, I was always so, cause as a daddy's girl, you just, you're more upset at disappointing him to a certain extent than you are your mom. She's like, your mom loves you. She's going to love you. But your dad, you're like, Oh my God. And I remember being, I think I was like, 18 or 19 I had come home from college on a weekend and um and you know I was I was I was trying to smoke some pot and I went into my car which was in the like driveway I wasn't like in the house or whatever but it smelled and my dad came outside and he goes who's smoking the grass and I was like uh, uh, I mean, that was like the first time I think I'd ever like, like kind of like, you know, gotten high and then gotten not high within a matter of seconds. <laughs> Buzz blown. Yeah. I was like, uh, and I just, oh my God, I didn't know what to do. I, I don't, I don't even remember what I said or whatever. He was walked away, he was shaking his head and stomping his feet. He was so mad at me. And I was like, uh, you know, every time, every time I did something to disappoint my dad, it just always hurt more than like, not to say I would be okay with disappointing my mom, but A, she wouldn't be as disappointed and like, it just always was, was worse. It always felt like worse punishment. It's so interesting. Yeah. Cause you always, you know, I do think there is this level like, yeah, growing up, you know, I wouldn't want to make my mom angry, but the minute she said like, do you want me to tell your dad? I would immediately start acting right. You know? But it's also interesting because are you watching that show Cruel Summer? It's on. No. It's on. It's a free form show, but it's on Hulu. Okay. Mm. But long story short, you know, it's about taking place in the '90s, and essentially, this girl is like has gone missing, and this other girl in the in the neighborhood becomes a pariah because she's essentially being attached to it. They're, they think oh. she has something to do with like the disappearance. Anyways, what's interesting in the show is just like, you know, and this, you find this out early on is like, you know, the dad is the one that the girl who's the pariah is now with because the mom has fled the situation. Now, again, there's like, I won't give away any of the show, but it's just interesting because, you know, the fact the dad is really disappointed at her and he's definitely drinking a lot more. 
But he is the one that was like, but like basically was like, I believe her. And that's why he's sticking around versus the mom was like, kind of like, I'm out of here. So it's always interesting too. Cause like, while you're more disappointed your dad, and sometimes you wonder like, you know, would he be the one that sticks up for you the most? Like my daughter does no wrong. I mean, <laughs> And I also think that too, like your dads also think mm-hmm. like, do mm-hmm. no wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the reason why they're so disappointed. Cause they like, I, you know, they put you on such like a, a pedestal. I mean, and you think about like, like, I don't know, like, did you, I mean, of course we loved our dads, but were there like any dads that you like, well, this is, I can't say <laughs> this isn't going to work anymore, but do you, pretend let's take our minds back to a different time. But you remember how much you loved like Dr. Huxtable or, of you know, like the Cosby show is still the Cosby show. <laughs> right. So like, what were the like movie dads or like the TV dads that you were like, Oh my God, I, that, that could be my dad. <laughs> I don't see, I don't know if I ever looked at dads of like, Oh, like I kind of wish it was my dad. I really found entertainment at all, you know, cause again, it's like growing up, you know, the dads that were the figures were, uh, you know, Roseanne, Dan Connor and, um, Al Bundy, which is like, you know, but like, I look, I found certain qualities about Al Bundy that were just funny and entertaining. Like that was a great show. Um, You know, like Malcolm in the middle. I mean, that was much later, but like still like that dad was just like, I don't know. I, I, dad, dad characters are always just fun to me, but so are mom characters. But I don't know if I ever looked at one like, Oh, like that'd be a cool dad. I always, I always thought it was like, and it almost feels like it would never happen now, but I always remember like, I thought Full House was so cool because it was basically like, they were just being raised in a house of just like dads. (laughs) Like There was really no mom around and it kind of felt like they were just like, I don't know if they got away with stuff, but it, it just seemed like everything you liked about like how your dad was, was just like, it was just their dads and their uncles. Their uncles were hot. Like, you know, you were just like, oh, I could totally do that. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Really good point. Yeah. Although, like, I mean, it it also showed, like, what a shit show it would be if just, like, three guys were trying to raise, like, a bunch of little girls. (laughs) Like, like, it's totally the opposite, right? We're a bunch of women trying to raise these babies and these little boys. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like the other side was, like, a totally different... uh, take on it I don't know yeah I mean if I took like any of my friends and their their baby daddies and were like oh them and their friends were gonna raise the kids oh no Mm-mm. going down like that we gonna take them kids thank you very much oh god oh god oh god hell no hell no oh my god well we wanted to hear what you had to say about your dad or maybe you know single mom life either for you or raised by a single mom this is what you had to say Hello. So my dad was always dropping little jewels of knowledge on me. So it's really hard to pinpoint just one thing as the best. I mean, I'm like really quite the daddy's girl. And I mean, his biggest thing was always just making sure I knew my worth. But I remember this one time when I was younger, he was trying to talk to me about boys and telling me how like I'm an apple, but there's bananas, oranges, grapes, et cetera, all types of other fruits out there. And I should try to be with someone that's in the same category of fruits as me. I remember I left the conversation 
so freaking confused, so upset, frustrated, like, huh? Isn't it all just fruits? I was so lost. But anyway, now, 30-something years later, I really wish I would listen to what he was trying to tell me then because my ass ended up with all type of the wrong fruit. Like, I mean, I'm a fresh fruit. You know, I'm a cute little peach or whatever. But I ended up marrying a moldy, rotten, frozen fruit that I ate way past the expiration date. So the moral of my story was, Daddy definitely knew best. Honestly, any advice my stepfather gave me paled in comparison to the example he set. Um, when I was younger, I prayed I would inherit my mother's intellect, but I was in awe of my stepfather's tenacity to excel in his career and his, uh, like, bottomless, like, well of energy and discipline he drew from. Like, by outperforming and working later than everyone around him, I witnessed this big kid at home wheel himself into, like, the uh, from the assistant manager to the manager position to the district manager position to the regional manager to the director and VP and so on and so on. And he did all this without, like, family money or connections. Both of my parents both came from, like, big black southern families. And I just learned that if, if I wanted it, I was going to have to work hard for it. But then what I, what I found on later on in life was to really think about what, how much time I decided I want to put into my career. Because ultimately, at the end, my mother ended up raising my sister and I. And, like, that relationship, that strong relationship that we had when I was younger, eventually, you know, it changed with each role that he got, like, more distant and a little less um, caring. And our relationship suffered because of it. So, in the end, he taught me the joys and the trappings success, which was one of the best lessons I think I've ever learned. Love it. So anyways, shout outs to all the dads out there and shout outs to all the moms who are dads too and the co-parenting aunties and the villages out there. Father's Day is on Sunday, uh, the 20th of the 20th, uh, the 20th of June. So um, hope you guys celebrate. All right, so up next, we've got the Hustle of the Week. Vanessa, I want to know how to make some more coin. I know you always have some really great you know, side gigs that we can all do to make some extra dough. So what do you got for us this week? All right. So this week I was trying to figure out, um, uh, like ways that you can make money that are, you see where my mind is at. I'm so tired and busy and doing so much that I, I gravitated towards things you can do that you really don't have to do anything. So kind of like what you're already doing or very, very little effort. So that's not like a big money grab, but these are ways you can make some extra money or save some money. But again, you are barely having to do anything. All right. So first up, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about clothes again. So we had talked about on a previous episode about, you know, consigning and all that sort of stuff. So that's like your clothes that like have some value that you can like 
whatever. You can try to get online and, and try to make some better coin. But I also realized that there's all these companies that are doing like clothing recycling. So if you were to go through your clothes and figure out what you can probably resell and like make a little bit of money, but then you're going to have like that other stuff that like normally you would just drop off somewhere, right? Well, you should drop it off at these <laughs> retailers. So apparently H&M, huge in, um, they're like number one retailer for like clothing recycling. They, if you, for every bag of clothes you drop off at H&M, you get 15% off, um, you get a 15% off coupon for your next purchase, which is like, Really? H&M? H&M. H&M. And you know, and I noticed it because they have these bins right behind the cash registers. I never really like put two and two together, but they will give you a 15% off coupon um, for your like next purchase for every bag of clothes that you drop off. And it doesn't matter if the clothes are like super fly. They're like recycling the fabric. So that doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be H&M clothes. No. Oh, yes. So that's the other thing. It, It can be any brand, any type of clothing, anything. Um, same goes for the North Face, um, which I think like the North Face is like, everybody knows North Face. They've been around forever. They got super popular like this year, earlier this year, end of last year, because they did a collabo with Gucci. So like everybody like, you know, North Face is having a great year, but same, if you drop off bag of clothes at North Face, you get $10, um, coupon, a $10. So it's just a like flat $10 off of your next purchase. Um, Madewell, you know that store? I don't really shop, I don't really shop there, but Madewell, for every pair of jeans that you drop off, they give you $20 off your next new pair of jeans. And what they do is that, so it's just jeans and it doesn't have to be Madewell brand, but what they do is they recycle the jeans they shred them up and they make them into housing insulation for Habitat for Humanity houses, which is really cool. cool. Yeah. So you get $20 off of jeans for the next, you know, if you buy another pair of new jeans from their store. Um, And then this one, I know you know, because we both know, um, Kiehl's, the apothecary store that sells, you know, lotions and body wash and stuff like that um if you drop off the empty containers after you use their products they have to be full-size empties but you get like a little punch card and um for every 10 empties they will give you a free travel product so you get you know and you're very familiar i remember when you were moving to la when we were running last minute errands you're like oop, gotta go drop off my empties <laughs> so yeah. you had like a whole bag of them you probably got like multiple free products. i had just been collecting yeah, yeah forever because for so i was like yeah <laughs> um so those are like just quick little those are under like the clothing category um Real quick, I won't spend too much time on this because like everybody probably already has done a little bit of their own research and has their favorites. But I was curious to know like which airlines had the best travel rewards since we're all finally starting to travel and and do that. So um, they were recently ranked um, by travel something or another. um, And it turns out that the number one rewards program was given to Alaska Airlines. And I was like, Alaska Airlines, I, I feel like when I look at Alaska Airlines, I'm like, don't nobody live in Alaska. I know one, <laughs> I know one person 
Her name is Lisa. Shout out Lisa because she listens to this podcast. She was on our New Year's Eve Instagram live. She's the best um, and so supportive. But she is literally the only person, let alone she is a black woman that I know that ever, ever lived and is from Alaska. But Alaska Airlines... Oh my God, do you hear my um, my Sonos? My Alexa thinks I'm saying Alexa because I'm saying Alaska. <laughs> it's like buzzing in the background. Um, so they, you know, so, okay. So obviously they service Alaska, but they yeah. also have 18 different travel partners like American Airlines, Emirates, British Airways. And so apparently their airline, they have a really great program. You can rack up a ton of points. They partner with... Um, big hotel chains, you can get points really easily and really quickly, and they were ranked the highest. Number two was Delta Airlines, which I love. Um, Delta Airlines is really great, particularly if you live in Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York, Minneapolis, or Seattle, because they have like hubs in these areas. Um, they also have partners like KLM, Air France, Virgin Atlantic. Their miles never expire. They also are really good because you get points, again, by doing shit you already are doing. So they've partnered with Lyft, They've partnered with Airbnb. So you get points on their program for like, you're already going to, if it's between Uber and Lyft, but I'm going to get extra miles if I take Lyft, then I'm just going to take Lyft. You know, again, stuff you're already doing. How can you get a little bit extra money? So they came in at number two. And then number three was JetBlue. I love JetBlue. I love JetBlue, yeah. JetBlue, again, they, um, they have a good points program. They have, their points never expire. And then a big thing for them is they don't ever, like they don't have blackout dates. Like if there if if there's a flight available, they don't say like you can't use this with points. You can use any of their flights. You can use with your points, and their points never expire. And they also have a way you can get points um, through Amazon, which we all shop on anyways. You have to go into their portal, like Shop True Blue or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. So, but they have tons of stuff that you're probably already buying and didn't realize if you buy it and you go through their portal, you're also getting the products you need at the same price you were gonna buy them anyways on Amazon, except now you're also getting JetBlue points. So, um, yeah, so the only thing that people didn't like about JetBlue is they don't have like a like, you know how on the other airlines you can be like silver, gold, platinum, whatever. They just have like, like one mosaic yeah. yeah they only have like one elite tier but like whatever i'm i'm a fan actually of delta and JetBlue, and now i feel like i need to explore alaska, alaska right i didn't think about so yeah but now i feel like i need to explore and i also like, i don't know if this is true so don't take me for word but you know i want to switch out of the, the rewards program that i'm in and I was told that, you know, maybe if you approach some of these other rewards programs because they want you to use their airlines, they might be willing to transfer some of your status over to them um, if you're willing to come over. And I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to try it. So that is true of Alaska. See, I was trying to keep it short oh, with the airlines. Um, okay. They charge you, I want to say it's like, a, it's $10 for every 10,000 miles. And then it's like a $24, like one time fee. So, but they will let you show, you have to look at it, right? If you have a ton of points, like if you had a hundred thousand points, you wanted to transfer over to them in the end, depending on status stuff. And if you, it might be worth it to you. So take a look at that. But Alaska does allow you to do that. 
gonna look that. Gonna look that up right after we're done here. <laughs> See, ask the question and you get an answer. Um, okay, so the rest of these are just kind of rando, right? So I was just like, I got like in a hole. I was online. I could not stop. I was like, oh, how can you make money without really doing shit? Um, so there's this one company called Rapify. W R A P I F Y. So this company is an app that you download to your phone. You have to have a car and it kind of starts, to, it, it tracks you. Um, if you're a conspiracy theorist, this isn't for you. If you think that the vaccine has a chip in it, this isn't for you. Okay, because what they're going to do is they're going to like kind of track where you drive around for a little while. They're going to like log where you go. And then they're going to match you with local and national companies that will allow you, they will partially or fully wrap your car. You also have to like, like not care that you're driving around with a car that's got like, you know, pop chips or whatever on the side of it. You have to like, just like, don't care about not being cool. But the thing is, is you can make up to $450 a month and you you didn't do anything. You just let them put this giant wrap on your on your car and um, and it doesn't mess up your car. It comes right off. So it doesn't like mess up the paint, whatever they, however they use, you know, whatever they use to wrap the car. Um, it, it, it definitely is not for people who are like, who have, care about being cool or um or our conspiracy theorists but i just thought hey you know 450 dollars for sure i don't care yeah i mean i would i definitely wouldn't want to you know drive around with you know any sort of like random product on my car but you know what i would do it for i've seen some really amazing just color like almost holographic wraps that i'm always mm. like wow where did they get that if they were to put that on my car so that people were like, could, and then maybe it had a number, like, this is where you get this wrap. I might do it because, like, some of those look really cool and I, I mean, just want it. Why not? But, you know? But not it's... like, yeah, but not potato chips. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just Who saying. Yeah. $450. You don't have to do anything, but just you're normal. Driving around, yeah. Driving around like you already were doing. Um, I also found when I was looking at, like, ways to make money driving around, I didn't realize, and maybe you've heard of this, there's a company called Metro Mile. Have you heard of this? Yes, wait, for insurance? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know this. Okay, mm -hmm. so for the listeners, there's a company called Metro Mile where you pay for your car insurance based on how much you actually drive, which like, if we could have had like um, like futuristic goggles, we literally all would have signed up for this when we ended up being in our house, not going anywhere because it starts at like a base price of $29 a month. And then it's something like six cents for every mile that you drive. So they quote that they say like the average um, customer that they have spent uh, saves about $741 a year on car insurance and some people are saving upwards of like a thousand dollars a year they still offer comprehensive collision roadside assistance like um glass repair if something were to happen to your windshield like they still have all the things like regular car insurance has but if you don't drive a lot and you need your car to be insured maybe you only use it on the weekends or it's just you know, you're a baller and it just, it stays at your, at your vacation home for when you go there. Like, I don't know, but I had no idea that this existed. So Metro. Yeah, Mile. that was, that was the, the first company I looked into, um, when I got here and I probably will end up using them. The only reason I didn't go with them this time was because again, this was the first time I had a car since I left 
New York, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just... I still wanted to be in this traditional mindset of just having a traditional insurance for like my first car and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I'm comfortable with like, okay, like everything's good, then I'll probably switch over. Cause like, yeah, you know, if you don't drive that much, which we're yeah. not doing so much right now, still. I know. I wonder if like, I wonder if their prices went up like just during COVID. Cause like, it's such a smart move. Like this last year, can you imagine if you were literally only paying like, a month for car insurance because you still needed to have your car insured, but you literally weren't going anywhere. Yeah. I I mean, they probably did it because I mean, I was looking at it during the same time. And so, yeah. Um, Okay. So here are a couple um, really cool apps that I found that have to do with like online shopping. Again, we're already doing online shopping. The first one I really liked. So there were, I found a lot, but again, I wanted to go like the super lazy way with it. And I'm like, if they wanted me to upload a receipt or something, I was already like too much work. (laughs) This segment is about, (laughs) this segment is about the least, the least amount of work that you can do to save or make a little bit of money. So, um, so I found three that I liked and the first one is, um, it's called Paribus, P-A-R-I-B-U-S. Again, guys, we're going to keep this in the show notes. You don't have to write this down. We'll Put it there for you. You can check back later. But this is brought to you by the good folks over at Capital One. And it's a really slick app. So you download it um, to your like to your to your phone or wherever you do your online shopping to your laptop and you just continue to shop online like you normally do. Um, they will notify you if the price of something you purchased drops. So you don't have to worry like, oh, it went on sale. It will it will send you the money. So, oh, yep. So you get refunded if something you purchased online. And it's like the way it works is it can track your online receipts and track those retailers. Um, The only thing is that right now they have like they have like less than 50 retailers. They're major retailers like Amazon, Target, Gap, Best Buy, Home Depot. So they do work with major, major retailers, but it's definitely like somewhere between like 30 and 50. So it's not like a ton, but they're the big ones that we all kind of shop at. I wish I had had that. I purchased a grill and literally the next day it went down, I think like $25 and I called Amazon or chatted with them and they were just mm-hmm. unwilling to give it back. It was like, what? Yeah, so they so they have the relationships. They take care of that for you. They put the money into like a um like a way that you can like you can extract it. So you have like a little account with them and then you can pull the money out. They also so they they so you can make money three ways. One, if their price drops, two, if like let's say you have Amazon Prime and it's supposed to be two day and it came late, they will get you back money for late deliveries. Love so mm-hmm. and also they help you stay on top of how long you have to return something. So they track your return windows so you never like if if you bought a piece of of luggage or something and you have you know uh, three months to return it they'll keep that they keep an eye on that for you and they send you an alert to let you know like if you want to return this you have like a week left to return this i really like want to download this app and have this app so 
Uh, yeah, yeah. This that one, sounds dope. I just, mm-hmm. be, I wish the, you know, maybe you'll have this in the list, but I would love they, they also tracked when subscriptions were almost about to be up so you could cancel. I mean, I know that we can cancel right when we get them, but sometimes you can't. But I know, like that's like so annoying. <laughs> I, I, I hate that. And then there's like really nothing you can do about it. Like you, you signed up for it. They make you click, click, click. And then you're just like, it's so annoying. Yeah. Um, okay. So they have another one <clears throat> that's called Ibotta. So this is similar to Honey, which I mean, I think everybody kind of knows Honey by now. Honey is the one where you you download this like extension and it just automatically um, it automatically like anytime you're at the checkout of any sort of online shopping, it runs through any possible promo codes. So you've seen that before, right? I've heard of it. I don't think I've used it because, you know, like. I'm one of those people who's always looking for a promo code. I think when, when we were kids, I would get the Sunday paper and like cut the coupons for my mom. So I love like that sort of thing. And I'm always like, is there a promo code? I let them, I sign up for, with my email for the 10% off your first order. Like I'm that person. So I so the honey a- app will do, will do the search of the promo code, but this Ibotta does something different. So Ibotta actually does something very similar. Um, okay. and, um, but what it does is it gives you cash back. So whereas Honey is giving you like whatever the promo is off of your purchase, Ibotta is giving you the cash back that you get from like welcome bonuses and all of that. You get it back in the form of money. So it deposits it into your, like an account that you create and you get $20 just for signing up for it, first of all. And then it puts it in um, like an account and you can extract the money via like Venmo or one of those kinds of apps, uh, PayPal. And by the way, all of these advertise that they don't sell your information and they don't like house your banking information or anything like that. Um, so, uh, Interesting. So, so, so that's what Ibotta does. And then... The other one was called Dosh, D-O-S-H. And similarly, it um, it gives you money back at places that you automatically shop. So they've negotiated rates and deals and they they work with a ton of companies. So like if you were to go to like GNC or Sephora or whatever, um, you know, a lot of times what they're giving you back can be anywhere from just like a couple dollars. But sometimes it's like 15 or 16 dollars. They also work with hotels. So they have like a way bigger um, network of companies that they work with. And again, they put the money into an account that you can, I think every time you get to $25, you can go in and pull it out. Um, so same cool. thing. Yeah. Again, and these are just like places that you normally already are shopping. You don't, you know, you don't have to like do anything. And then the last thing or actually I have two more things very, very quickly. One of them is as an Amazon Prime member, not sure if you're aware that they have something, if you go into Amazon Prime samples, you can order like samples of stuff and you get, and they come to your house. Sometimes you have to pay for the samples, but then if you end up purchasing the product later, you get a credit towards the price of the product. So you end up not really having to spend the money. Um, Cause you ended up buying it, but you can try things out. You get samples of like what? So like, for instance, I saw there was like a huge like sample of like all of these like, like beauty products. There was like 
toothpaste and like you know gold bond and like all but is it in a special section called like amazon samples you can try or just like okay Mm -hmm. it's called amazon pride prime samples they have like over four thousand products and you can search by category health and beauty home whatever um some samples i think you can just order some you have to pay like a nominal amount to get like a sample box sent to you but like 9.99 or whatever and then you get credit so if you end up liking one of the products that you know you're getting a sample size so if you end up liking one of the products and then you want to purchase that full-size product you get a credit towards it so you end up getting money taken off so if you do like the stuff then you kind of didn't really have you got to like try it before you buy it and if you don't love the stuff it's fine because you only paid for like a small sample size okay if if that makes sense and then the very last thing is just, um, it's your birthday. I, duh, there's like every single kind of like, especially chain restaurants and, um, and mall stores. Y'all, they give you birthday stuff anywhere from like free meals or like free appetizers or free desserts or whatever. Um, literally, like I could, it, it's like every single kind of chain, IHOP, Red Lobster, Cheesecake Factory, Krispy Kreme, Pink Berry, Olive Garden, Panera, Starbucks, um, Beauty Sephora, Places, Sephora, yeah. Sephora, NARS, Kiel, SkinCeuticals, Sally Beauty. I could go on and on and on. There's, um, there's a list of about 200 places off of a website that I will again post post in the show notes but it's your birthday go get all the free things when it's your birthday because there's a lot of companies giving you free stuff just for being born um so that's it that's uh that's the hustle for this week (laughs) those were truly hustles some of those were like legitimate hustles (laughs) but i love it i love any way to save even 10 cents it makes me happy seriously um well coming up we have the cool down, so stick with us because this is um, this is more. I'm also gonna test Vanessa a little bit on this because this this article I found was quite interesting. So I'm very interested to see what she has to say. So stick around for the cool down coming up. guys literally my favorite you would think the hustle is my favorite the cool down is my favorite because kiki always comes with um the craziest stories so all right what you got for us this week so i saw this article it was this article in the sun which you know is a uk tabloid which i love look i love i love the uk they're they're better at gossip than than uh, the americans sometimes um but they were talking they did this article about a survey as a survey that kia did you know kia Uh, the car company. And I think Kia was doing this survey because they've come out with this new electric car, right? And I think they wanted to know sort of like how people felt about electric cars. If you took your electric car to your friend's house, how your friends would feel about letting you charge it at their house, right? Um, Because it's, it's a pretty big ask, even though it's not, you know, some people were like, well, that's kind of like asking me for, you know, how they say a gallon of petrol or they don't say gallon, whatever their metric system is, you know, Mm -hmm. liter of petrol, but (laughs) it's really not, you know, it's not because it's an electric charge. Anyways, that's how this survey started, but they were really got into just like habits for visitors in your home. And so they surveyed 2000 
UK adults about what are some of the worst guests that, you know, visitors have. And I guess I was mostly surprised by A, that some of these were even considered like a habit. Like anyone who does this is just like trifling all around. Like, how is this even a thing? But I was also surprised by some of the things that they did consider rude. I think it maybe is also a UK versus American thing and like what we consider rude and not. So I'm curious to get your perspective on what you think is rude. So first, you know, the they said that one in five of these UK adults think it's fine to walk into someone else's house without taking their shoes off. They said that only a quarter, 25%, think it's acceptable to swear inside of someone's home. And one in 10 see no issue with asking for a Wi-Fi password within 30 minutes of arriving. Um, When it comes to house facilities, 26% of hosts say you should never go for more than a wee when visiting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 51% which I thought was kind of low, 51% say it's rude to turn up at someone else's house unannounced. And I was like, only 51%. Like, I feel like here, that's like Mm -hmm. 90. Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone just showed up at my house, like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. um, 26% of respondents have banned a guest for bad behavior and 23% have refused to go back to a host when they had a negative experience. So then they rated... Um, basically the top 20 worst thing to do as a guest. So I'll go from, (laughs) you know, 20 to one. So number 20 was asked for the Wi-Fi password, which that should be low. I don't think that's rude at all. I mean, I don't don't know what you think. I don't think that's rude at all. I don't think that's rude at all. And actually, Apple has made it so easy for you now. Like when your guests arrive and they see the Wi-Fi and they're trying to access it, if you notice like your phone, it'll just pop up and say like, do you want to share it? It's so much easier to share it now. You just, eh. And then once you share it with them, they can use it on whatever device that they have. I'm fine with that. Listen. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, I get like, okay, if you're visiting my house, we're here to have a conversation. But some of that conversation might require me to go on my phone and I'm not going to use my data for it. No, just like give me the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's rude at all. Uh, number 19 was ask for some food, which... Again, I think, you know, maybe it's a cultural thing. I feel like most people have food. I mean, when you people come over, you expect to have food and drink. So, like, I think it's rude for them to have to ask for food, personally. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I remember being a kid and my mom would, like, like scold me in Kyle, which is, like, uh, Haitian, like, slang language, and what so they couldn't hear where it would literally be her asking me like, how has your friend been here for five minutes and you haven't yet offered them something to eat or something to drink and how rude are you? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was in trouble because like, how could you, they have been, you, we literally ask you, do you want something to drink or eat? Like you, you haven't even taken off of your, your shoes yet. Like, so yeah. I, I'm gonna go with it's rude the other way around. <laughs> uh, 18, leave the toilet seat up. I agree with that. Rude. Rude. Um, I especially find it rude because I have um, cats and I like to leave the toilet seat down all the time. So it's always down. Like closed. Like closed. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, when people use my bathroom and like they just don't even close the lid, I just, I'm like, just, you saw how it was when mm-hmm. you came in, mm-hmm. leave it how you found it. Mm-hmm. Um, 17, make themselves a drink. Again, this goes back on the host. 
if you if I'm coming to your house, you're not going to find it rude. We're super close like that. But if we're acquaintances, I should be offering you a drink. Yeah, you shouldn't have to make yourself a drink. I should be asking you what you want to drink. 16, put a drink on a table without a placemat. Again, this goes back to the host because you need to have those coasters available. Mm-hmm. If the coasters are available and the person doesn't grab it, then I think it's probably rude. Like if they're readily available and you still don't grab it, then it might be rude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? Yeah. Like, I mean, no. like. That doesn't yeah. bother you as much. I, I guess this is like people who also have like very nice expensive furniture <laughs> or something like like nobody cares about my like West Elm coffee table. <laughs> Like, well, I'm not... saying in my house, it don't matter. You can <laughs> put drinks fine. on top yeah. of my, yeah, sitting next fine. to my computer, basically. I don't, like, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. Um, walking in without taking shoes off. Now, if I come into someone's house and I see that shoes are by the front door, I know that this is a no shoes house. And so it would be rude of me to just trot on through. Agreed. 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 You just, like, you literally, you walk in and you say, um, do you guys take your shoes off? Because then, like, take them off if they do. And or not, you know, the person whose house you're at will let you know what their shoe policy is. Yeah. Um, It gets tricky, especially in New York, right, where you have a backyard and normally to access the backyard, you have to go through the house because you can't take your shoes off, what, tiptoe through the house and then put them back on. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anytime there's like barbecues, you end up keeping the shoes on. But yeah, for the most part, what? Was that a Sex in the City episode where she like went to a party and everybody took off their shoes and she had a pair of Manolo Blahniks and then like at the end of the night they were gone? Wasn't that an episode? Yeah, that was my favorite episode because that's the episode that I always refer to because she ended up registering herself because she's like, how? Because it was for, she was showing up for a baby shower mm. and she was like, I literally spend thousands of dollars you know this woman this was like her second or third baby she's like i've spent thousands of dollars on your registries and my shoes were stolen because of your shoe policy from one of your guests (laughs) and you're you're shaming me for the fact that i spent four hundred dollars on shoes so she went and registered herself and sent her the register like i'm getting married (laughs) to my myself and this is what i want so i do refer to that episode I, um, I have like, you know, in my, in my other life, uh, doing events and stuff, I always appreciate the clients who, if they're having like a, like a swanky dinner or something where they, but they also are requiring people to take off their shoes. Um, those kind of like people who are thoughtful, they leave like a basket of like nice, like socks or slippers or whatever, like options. Cause like if you showed up in a dress with stilettos and maybe you don't want to walk around barefoot so they sometimes will have like slippers or socks like for their guests which I think is really thoughtful if you have a a shoe policy that you have that for people because sometimes people are like a little embarrassed they weren't prepared that they were about to be barefoot or or just like whatever so sometimes it catches people off guard and can trigger like a self-conscious thing so just you know if you're a no shoe person then like it's nice as a host to take care of that agreed totally agreed um, number 14 was about asking to plug in the electric car. Now we know why that was on the list because that's just, if you, you just go plug your, your, it goes like 250 miles. You go to your friend's house, go plug it in when you get home. You're good. I'm also not informed enough. Like I, I thought it was a special plug. Like y'all making it sound like you could just plug it into the same place. I plug my TV in like. Isn't it a special kind of a plug? I think it is. I don't have an electric car. It is a special plug. And that's why I think you have, you can like 
you have you can bring it outside of the house and like that plug can somehow be attached to your electricity but yeah i don't it's not like you're just walking up and putting it in like a yeah i mean again i don't know how it works in the uk but definitely it's a special special thing that's going into your car so i that's I, just... I feel like i can't run my tea kettle my air conditioner <laughs> and my dishwasher at the same time without like something like cutting off so yeah i i just can't charge your car because i just don't I, we don't have that kind of power <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Just, yeah, take care of that <laughs> yourself. Uh, number 13 was go for a number two. Okay. That is rude. That is rude. You better have fucking food poisoning or it just, it better be a, a, a ginormous emergency because no, 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 no. I think it's rude. Um... I, I, I don't believe in it. I think it's rude. I don't like when people do it. I don't do it. I one time went on a ski trip with a guy that I liked in college for like two and a half days and like I had to hold it. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to like even do that with him like at, in our cabin. But, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, give yourself like, you know, a, a gastro problem. But like if, if you can help it. And maybe that means it's time to go. Maybe you've stayed a little bit. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I do. Well, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've gone through the entire eating cycle that you have to to do that, then yeah, maybe it's time to go. But yeah, I mean, normally, I think most people don't set out. It's like just like when you gotta go, you gotta go, and uh, you know, it's not. It's 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 interesting. Like you know, yeah, I would I would try to avoid it. I spend as much time at home in the mornings with coffee and everything before I leave my house to make sure that like, I don't even, even actually now with the, you know, with COVID and everything, I don't even like to drink too much water when I'm out of the house because like we, there was so much outdoor, you mm -hmm. know, time and not everybody was like letting you use their facilities. Mm -hmm. So like even going to the bathroom to go number one was hard. So <laughs> um, I just in general tried to just like, manage everything and then before I leave the house um number I 12 to, I, can I just tell you I had to yeah. be the other day and me and Christian he was at soccer practice at Prospect Park and I was like oh this is gonna suck I have to go this whole hour and he goes just pee by a tree mommy and I was yeah. like what and he goes yeah that's what daddy taught me so full circle what your dad taught you I was like oh your dad taught you to pee by the tree okay of course I did yeah yeah great just, just whip it out uh, number 12, turn up late. That is definitely one of my pet peeves because I am very punctual. Um, and when I'm late, I'm, I am rarely late, but what I am, I, I, if I know it's happening, I'm texting, I'm in communication constantly mm -hmm. because that's my other thing. If you're late, fine. But like, you know, when you're going to be late before you're going to be late. Mm -hmm. So let me know. So I don't have to show up and be waiting for you. Like mm -hmm. you already know what your situation is. Like I can already tell when I'm an hour out, you can, you just know. So just stay I also feel like late people like inherently are inconsiderate in other ways too. Cause they'll be, they will be an hour and a half late and then also be like, Oh man, there's no more crab cakes left. <laughs> Bitch, you're late. <laughs> you're late. <laughs> yeah, crab yeah. cakes was at two. You, yeah. you got here at four thirty. So yeah, there's no crab cakes. Like, sorry. Like, <laughs> that's how it goes. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Enjoy one of these hot dogs. Uh, number eleven was turn up unannounced. Which again, I mean, I don't know if this is a cultural thing, but I just feel like in most black households, like if somebody knocks on your door unexpected, it's like who, who that? Who that? It's like who that? <laughs> 
I don't even answer. I don't even answer the call. The call buzzer. If I'm not expecting a package or someone is on their way, I'm like, someone just must have pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. Number ten was uh, asked to stay the night. Which, I mean, I don't consider that rude if we've been partying and, like, you've been drinking. I don't consider that a rude thing. Yeah, the only people that have ever asked me that are my super, super, super close friends. And I'm just, they want a pillow and a blanket because it's just, they're too, you know, they drove over and, you know, they can't drive home. And they just said, F it. And, like, yeah, I, I don't feel like anybody... Anybody that I would have been uncomfortable about ever asked me to do that. So I'm fine. Yeah. If, yeah. Because if a rando asks, it's like, you're, no, you, you're going to get in that Uber. Bye. See you later. Yeah. No. Um, number nine. Well, that kind of goes along with it. Not, not taking hints to leave. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's, that is, that is the worst when you're like, because sometimes it's like, goes back to number 13. You need to take a number two. Mm-hmm. And you just like, I just want you out of my house. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to take off this like tight clothes that I've been wearing if I'm having a party or whatever it is like get out mm-hmm. of my space I would I, I never cared about that I was like I was always the one that was just like well I'm gonna go ahead and go to sleep you you go <laughs> when you ready you know where the door is this is not gonna like you know I used to fall asleep all the time and then call you guys the next day like what time did you leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think with close friends it's it, you can totally do that um, number eight, changing the TV channel without asking. Oh yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Do who that. would do that? That would just be don't weird. I mean, I'm fine if you tell me like, oh my God, have you seen whatever? Or you should watch this, or this is something fun that we could watch together, but you still got to run that by the person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go to the hairdresser, if I'm in there for hours and I mean, I definitely don't, she'll hand me the remote and I'll still be like, oh, do you like, I'm going to change. And she's like, of course, <laughs> but I just, just feel rude. Um, number seven, break wind. I mean, that should be like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't think people... whatever the other one was. <laughs> now you can listen, you can go to the bathroom if you got a fart. But don't, but, but if the fart is going to lead to a shit, then I'm going to go ahead and refer back to, um, <laughs> nah, B. if this is, if this is a precursor for something, then no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, number six is come in without knocking. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, that would be weird if, if again, if you're having a party and you're in the backyard and nobody hears you and you leave the door open specifically for to do that, obviously. But yeah, if anyone just showed up to my house and was just like, hey, hello. Like, <laughs> like, like uh-uh. you're a creeper. Bruh man or Kramer. Like, no thanks. Number five is interesting. Go through the medicine cabinet. Because I'm always convinced that people are going through my medicine. Like, I don't, I just always feel like at parties... That if someone uses my bathroom, they're going through my medicine cabinet. I don't know why I think that. Why would anybody go through someone's medicine cabinet? Because, you know, I feel like it could start as simple as like maybe they wanted some floss while they, I don't know, but people, people do it. Oh no, that is bizarre. Yeah. Oh no, rude. Um, yeah. Number four, bring dog without asking. Well, that would super be rude, especially for people like you who have allergies. 
no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Number three, go upstairs without asking. Again, <laughs> medicine cabinet level. Like, yeah, like you are up. In, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> have you ever been to someone's house before? Like, dude. Uh, number two is put the feet. If I had an upstairs, yes, you would not be allowed up there. Number two is put their feet up on the sofa. Oh my God. That's obvious. Yeah, that seems obvious. Well, it's not as obvious as number one is because number one, worst thing to do as a guest per this survey, wipe their greasy hands on your sofa. Oh, hell. Hell no. Oh, no. I can't believe they even had to write that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It just seemed like the top the top five were things that were so obviously like not like, are people doing this? I just, why, why are your hands greasy? And like, no. And like, there's definitely like, let's say they, okay, fine. But there's napkins, there's paper towels, there's things all around. Like, no. And if it's something you're eating that's like that, maybe don't even eat that on my couch. Maybe eat that in a different part. If if I'm eating some wings, I hope that I grabbed some napkins in the process and I wasn't just like eating wings. And number one and number two, you know what they sound like? They sound like a combination of (laughs) that Chappelle show when Rick James (laughs) took his shoes (laughs) And grind, grind it all into Charlie Murphy's couch. <laughs> oh, my God. R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. Yes, that was the best. Oh, my God. Oh, So, yeah, now you have it with the top 20 things to do as a guest per 2,000 U.K. citizens. I can't. Um, well, that was great. And um, I guess people got some insight on what to do and what not to do if they come to my house. Um <laughs> But yeah, I love it. All right, Kiki, thank you for that amazing cool down. And I got some feedback from some folks who are interested in us hosting a clubhouse where we kind of do like an overdrive, an overtime of some of the stuff that we talk about. Because what I'm hearing is that they end up talking out loud. Like they, they want to comment on some of the things that we are talking about and weigh in. So I think maybe... Um, we should do a clubhouse that where people get to comment on some of the stories that we've talked about or the cool downs that we've talked about or their thoughts and opinions. So, um, so look out for that. Just, you know, you'll follow us both on Instagram. I'm at Vanessa Contav and you are at the talk of shame on TikTok and Instagram. And we share our clubhouse topics, um, and everything on our stories. So make sure you look at our stories. Um, and you can see when the next one is, but those are every Wednesday at 9 PM. Uh, that's all. That's all I got. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Cafe Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsvaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafemom.com.